Hey there, this is the Penny on Your Thoughts podcast, and I am your host, Penny Chason. I'm a board-certified hypnotist, intuitive, and experiencer. This podcast is about tapping into your subconscious to create a more aligned and abundant life. By leveraging our subconscious, we can master our thoughts, frequency, and vibration. Fusing the conscious, subconscious, and our consciousness is the science of expansion and soul satisfaction. Each week, I'll share in-depth interviews or solo episodes. This podcast was created to share how you have the power to create infinite potential within you. It's my intention that you find this podcast empowering, inspiring, and full of possibility. Now grab your favorite beverage and let's go. I'm excited to have you back for this week's episode of Penny on Your Thoughts. I have a very special guest today. You know that I love talking about identity and our thoughts and how experiences of fear, self-doubt, imposter syndrome are all illusions. All of these negative identities that we can create in our lives, even if it's only a thought form, they're all illusion. They're things that we created, which means that they are things that we can uncreate in our lives. We can rewrite those stories. And my guest today is someone who helps people do deep transpersonal healing. She's an expert in the field of human transformation. She's best-selling author of The Motherhood Evolution, How Thriving Mothers Raise Thriving Children. And she's a premier wisdom teacher in the field of spiritual psychology. She also leads an online holistic community for women with Dr. Shafali and is a beloved speaker at the Agape International Spiritual Center under the direction of founder Michael Bernard Beckwith, where she also serves on the Board of Trustees. Welcome with me today to the podcast, Susie Lula. Susie, it is just so great to have you here today. I I appreciate you taking the time because you are just such a phenomenal but gentle force and your energy is so soothing and I love your background I love that spirituality is really the backbone Mm -hmm. of what it is that you do and how it is that you serve and one of the things that you had mentioned was that when you were 16 that's when you started meditating and you went off to Europe and what has your journey been like? Because we'll probably get into it a little bit later. This has really been a journey and an evolution for you in different phases of your life and how you embody Mm. that energy and spirituality. So what was that start like at 16 meditating and then off to Europe? Mm. Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on. You're just one of my favorite people. I love talking with you any chance and different ideation I can. So thank you so much for having me. 
And yeah, I would say that um, I've been a seeker for as long as I can remember. And I think the impetus to learn to meditate really came out of a dark time in my life or a time that I was perceiving to be very dark. You know, I will say that I came from a less than functional family as maybe some of your listeners can relate. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, let's say dysfunction and I, I felt darkness. There was, you know, I, I felt very alone often and disconnected emotionally in my home. And I think of like a dark, just dark. And I was always interested in like following that flicker of light, looking for some flicker of light, some flicker of, I could always have this feeling, oh, I just, I know there's a different way that we could be in our family. I could feel that there was a different way, but as a little girl, I had no power to create it. And so I left at 16, I went to study piano at the time in Europe. And when I got over there, I was introduced in a class to a man who taught transcendental meditation. And he was sharing about it because a lot of the practices around piano performance have to do with being relaxed, being connected. And so I was a intrigued and I've always been interested in that potential and what is greater out there that I could have access to. And so it drew me in. It just had me. And I learned transcendental meditation was my first form formally of meditation, have since learned many, many other, you know, Vipassana and many other types of meditation, insight meditation. Um, but that was my, that was my first foray and what attracted me. Yeah. I think that that story probably represents a lot of people. There are those who say that all personal growth comes out of pain. It comes out of us being in a place that we're motivated to move out of it. And I love that you talk about following that little bit of light and giving yourself permission to do that. So many people take on the stories mm -hmm. of their families or their church or society, and they will actually dismiss those nudges. Did Was that ever a factor for you? And if it was, how, how did you deal with that? 100%. You, you know, 100%. I was very indoctrinated and loyal to my story um, yeah. often for, you know, many, many years. And I simultaneously had the feeling of, well, I know what isn't working so well. So let me lean into what might work more efficiently in a way that is more representative of who I am, because I felt like a black sheep in my family often. I always felt like the black sheep. And oh, she's so interested in that woo-woo, that spirituality stuff, and just the different ways um, that I was felt like I was portrayed. And so, yes, I was indoctrinated into that story, story of lack, story of something must be wrong with me because I'm not fitting in with these people that I really love and I really want them to approve of me and I'd like to fit in with them. And um, so I was, 
I was going to say indoctrinated, but I, I, I really want to say I was loyal to that story. I thought it really was who I was at the time and how I untangled myself from it was that just following that little flicker, following that little, if there's anyone listening that you you're going through any kind of period of challenge in any way, life brings all of us what it places in our lap. And what I've learned is just to, there is always that possibility, that little small light, there's something to follow. There's a breadcrumb. And I've just learned it. it's typically the smallest next step. If I can just look to the smallest next action or the smallest next thing, then it leads me to more, it's like fanning that flame, you know? Absolutely. And I just really want to emphasize you know, what she shared, it's the smallest thing. We get so caught up in wanting to fix everything at once. We want to do the overhaul. We want it to be fast. And yes, sometimes change can be fast, but sometimes we're looking for the total makeover and, you know, not just that one little thing that actually over time moves mountains yeah so how did you go from meditation into choosing to be a spiritual counselor Mm -hmm. and that i will say i always say for anyone on a personal growth path courage is always the quality that comes to me it's it's never lost on me that if anyone is seeking to take even that next step it's an act of courage so for myself I was in this world of competitive piano and I'm not really a competitive person, but I, I'm good at, I'm really, I love music. And so it comes easily to me. And I was in the midst of uh, coming to terms with myself of knowing that I was following this path because it's the path that my mom wanted for me. And I happen to be good at it and I love music, but it wasn't really my calling. And I knew that. And I didn't know what my calling was. So at the time, meditation was, I was using it for personal reasons to bring myself into centeredness, anchoredness, peace, calm, as I was moving through this chapter of, I know this isn't my soul's calling playing the piano, but I don't know what is. So I didn't have a, oh, I'm going to go become a therapist. I didn't have that. I was in a place of the unknown, but I did follow um, the meditation route and I started teaching meditation. I moved out to Los Angeles, uh, not even to Los Angeles. I I moved to Tecate, Mexico, and I worked at a spa called Rancho La Puerta and I taught meditation. So I learned meditation and then became a meditation teacher, not seeking to be a meditation teacher for the rest of my life, using what I learned to create a living as I was trying to figure out what I was going to do for my purpose. And I started teaching there. And from there, I ended up coming up to LA. And from there, I found a spiritual community, became licensed as a spiritual therapist and found, ended up doing my master's in spiritual psychology. So I've always followed the thing that interested me most. 
and it was mostly as a seeker, mostly as a student. So the technology of meditation, I needed that for my own personal transformation in my life. Then I hear these two words together, spiritual psychology. I know that's for me. I know I needed it for my own personal growth and evolution. And, and it was in the midst of that, that I realized, oh, I'm in the midst of my purpose <laughs> right here. This is what I meant to do. But to answer your question, I followed the dots for my own personal growth and evolution. And it was, I'll just quickly say the courage piece was finding the courage to say to my family that I'm not going to do this thing called piano that I do well, and I'm going to follow something that is unknown even, but I'm going to follow my own path and be what's follow what's true for me and authentic to me, even though it doesn't look the way that my family thinks my life would be better served looking. In the midst of all of that loyalty and knowing how people get attached to things turning out a certain way, I can imagine that maybe that didn't feel like the easiest thing at the moment. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I would say for probably everyone listening, right, the it's often the most uncomfortable thing, like, really, it's got to be this, like, couldn't I just want to play piano for the rest of my life and call it a day, everything would be so much easier. So that's why I have so much compassion and feel like it's such a courageous act for anyone listening who's in the midst of maybe feeling called more towards living on purpose for what's authentic to you and turning away from what culture, as you had said earlier, it could have been religion or family of origin or culture. So it's a very courageous act. And um, yeah. Yeah, it most definitely is. And giving ourselves permission. And I, I love, I'm just going to go ahead and give a little plug here. The name <laughs> of your podcast is Permission to Thrive. And I, it's not lost on me that what you did was you gave yourself permission. You said yes to you instead of saying yes to everyone else, which can be very depleting. It, it's a conversation that I have often with people. You impact a lot of lives. You've taken that spiritual psychology and you have built something uh, that's beautiful. You collaborate with some people that uh, you, you just have this beautiful network of how you impact people and bring that compassion and love into the world. And it amazes me how soft and feminine you are doing it. Because for me, you know, I've only been full-time in business for a few years. But I was in healthcare for a long time. I've been the primary breadwinner for almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I'm breaking the habit of being in that masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And there's just this whole softness about you. Um, I would love for you to explore that and share how as an entrepreneur, as yeah. a counselor, a mom, you've done that. I appreciate that question so much because I think that 
we, especially as women, but women and men in this culture, we're in such a toxically masculinized culture. And so we all have that hustle, work hard, it's hard to earn, you know, we're masculinized, all, all of us, and we get a lot of accolades from that. And so I appreciate it very much because I know that my own spiritual journey of seeking to know myself to be a being first, a being, I'm a, I'm a being, and I was on such a journey, I, I felt so disconnected from a sense of worth and disconnected from a being of receiving and in a flow. And I was seeking that. And I think this is a key element for us to bring into whether it's motherhood, whether it's into our business. And again, I keep feeling this quality of courage, but I believe it is such a courageous act to you're almost going against what culture tells you. Culture says, you know, be a good girl, work hard. The harder you work, the better you are. And so to choose to go against the grain, so to speak, and say, you know what? I believe that we are here for a nanosecond on this earth. It's like it goes by so quickly. And what's important to me and what I find in the people that I work with is that what's really important to all of us is this connection and intimacy. Like I've just loved getting to know you over the time that we've gotten to know each other. And research shows when individuals are passing over onto the other side and on their quote deathbed, research shows unequivocally the person looks back and is looking to how much they allowed themselves the permission to connect with other people and to be in relationship with other people. They're not thinking about how hard they worked, how much money they made, all of which is fine. You know, we all are here to live opulently and abundantly, and that's wonderful. But I wanted my business, my motherhood, my marriage, I wanted it to come from a place of my being. I wanted it to come from a rich place and a connected place. And I, just like everyone else, had been indoctrinated into, you know, I was playing competitive piano in Europe. It's like the harder you work, the more hours you practice, the, you know, there's a treadmill out there. It's a real thing. But I wanted to prove to myself and show that I wanted my motherhood to come from an overflowing cup, not from an empty martyred cup right in my business so that's how i've that's how i've done it i take my my most important quality in life is connection inner connection connection with my authentic self and then connection be it my son my husband my clients my students my collaborators as you mentioned connection is my highest value so if i really want to bring that I have to experience it inside of myself. And that's kind of how I've worked it. Yeah. And this is something that you've, you've been on this journey for a very long time for someone who mm -hmm. is in a place that they're resonating with what you say. And yeah. they're like, 
oh my gosh, this is, this is so true. I've heard this. I know this. How do I begin to get out of the doing and into the being? Yeah. What would you share with them? This, this is the greatest question because we, we are so indoctrinated to believe that, oh my gosh, if I even venture a little bit into that, all the other house of cards are going to fall down, right? And how will I pay the rent? And how will I pay the mortgage? And how will I get the laundry done if I'm a single mom and I have two kids? And, you know, so it's a very fair question. I love the question. And uh, I'm going to plug your podcast right back, right? I would say the quality that comes to me to share is immerse yourself, everyone. Immerse yourself and be very particular about what you ingest. So not only nutritionally, but listen to your podcast. Someone could listen to Penny's podcast and then go back all the back episodes and you just can be still doing your life, doing your laundry, doing dinner, whatever is you're doing, you can be listening to that. You can listen to my podcast. You can, you know, um, immerse yourself. You can, it's, it's what you choose, the energy and the frequency. And if you don't have it inside of yourself to muster it up from the inside out yet, that's so fair. Because, right, you're at the receiving end of an indoctrination that says, don't go do that. You know, your, your business is going to fall apart. And there is no way you can go, oh, just be more and have your kids, you know, happy. We're just very indoctrinated, right? So I would say, first, don't try to muster it up from the inside out. Just allow yourself to receive. Listen to podcasts. Listen to the, this type of individuals who have gone before you, right? Who have taken these steps. Now, um, you were just on my podcast. So anyone listening, go back and listen to Penny's episode on my podcast. The thing that you said on my podcast that I thought, you know, every person on planet earth needs to hear it. It's a perfect answer to your question. You said, you go out in your backyard and you put your feet in the grass for 10 minutes. Now, for maybe a mom, that's maybe that's five minutes longer than you have. So you go back in your backyard right now and you take off your shoes and you put your feet in the grass for five minutes or just go outside and try. You start where you are. And I know in your mind, you might be thinking, all right, five minutes out in the backyard. That is not going to help me create my business from being rather than doing. But I promise you it is. And then if you go back and you're outside and you're putting your feet in the grass and you have your earplugs in and you're listening to Penny's episode, you know, it's just you build upon where you are. And what really I will tell everyone listening very transparently, what made a big difference for me is that I liked myself better. So when I was not giving myself permission to go, you know, do whatever for five minutes here, 10 minutes there. I often say, uh, we think it's selfish, but I say now that I know unequivocally it's selfish not to do these things. Because I can remember you mentioned my son when he was young, he's in college now, but when he was young, I can remember the time before I was really allowing myself this permission, I would walk into a room and I promise you, I didn't need to say a word and everybody in my house knew whether I was in a good mood or a bad mood and they could read my energy 
And if they, if I was in a bad mood, I'm, I'm there having to walk on eggshells around me. And just quite honestly and frankly, the more I gave myself permission to live in this way, I liked when I walked into a room better. I was more relaxed with Will. I was more relaxed in my marriage. I was more relaxed. And I liked that feeling inside of me better. And I wanted more of that. And then the icing on the cake was that exponentially my financial life was increasing. Exponentially more clients were coming. People were calling me to network. But I will tell you with all sincerity, I just liked myself better and I, I wanted more of that. And all the rest of it came. Oh my goodness. There is so much in that um, to just touch on. But I think the most important thing is energy. And you were talking about like what we take into our bodies, but also what we take into our mind. We passively absorb information all the time. It is no accident that once pharmaceutical companies were allowed to advertise on TV, that chronic illness has skyrocketed. 75 cents of every advertising dollar on a cable network comes from the pharmaceutical companies. 75 cents. I heard that the other day and I was floored. And I was like, no wonder. If you're anything like me, from day to day, you don't know how focused and in the zone you're going to be. I mean, when I'm creating content or working with clients, I like being focused and grounded. And that's why I'm happy I discovered Magic Mind. After just a couple of days of drinking Magic Mind in the morning, I noticed I was able to stay on task and get things done without squirrel brain. The best part, it doesn't make me feel antsy and I sleep better because I'm not drinking caffeine all day. The really cool thing about Magic Mind is that it's all natural, made with matcha, nootropics, adaptogens, and it doesn't have any sugar. If you could use more focus and calm like I did, I highly recommend Magic Mind. You can get it at magicmind.com forward slash design destiny. And when you use code design destiny, get up to 56% off your subscription or 20% off of a one-time order in the next 10 days. If you already have a subscription, the code still works so that you can begin saving on your next shipment. Now, if you know me, you know I don't recommend anything I have not tried first and know that it works. Plus, they offer a 100%, no questions asked, money back guarantee, so there is nothing to lose. Head on over to magicmind.com forward slash design destiny and use code design destiny. I'd get the 30 pack if I were you because it's the best value. So whether you're listening to music, because I'm going to touch on your music, you were talking about being in flow and being connected. I always know when I hear someone sing or play an instrument mm -hmm. and they are in tune to the divine because every hair on my body will stand up. Mm -hmm. You can just feel it. It's energy. It's frequency. It's vibration. And you can take it in passively. You, you don't have to be actively doing a course right? That we're doing. You don't have to be doing anything to shift your mental state. And the thing with stepping outside in the grass is research shows that when we touch the ground barefoot, the electrical charge in our body, the negativity that's built up, it immediately discharges into the ground. It's like we're a grounding rod. 
So I, I just, I just love that you brought that up about energy. And when we're in this place of receiving, you, you mentioned stepping outside, you mentioned listening to podcasts and absorbingness. If someone wants to take the next step, how do they know what that is? Yeah, I think following, you know, listening to a podcast, following what lights up your heart. You mentioned music for sure. I'm very particular. My family knows I'm particular and I kind of wear it proudly. I'm particular about the music I listen to. I'm particular about the movies I go to. I'm particular about the news that I don't watch. You know, I'm, I'm particular and I'm going to wear that proudly, right? So listen to music that inspires you and lights you up. You know, it is, I'm going to say it is a walk when you feel like you are, quote, the only one in your world and you're like, oh, this this sounds really good. It feels really right for me. And then you are inundated with maybe a spouse or friends. I remember when my son was young, I will answer this question, but this is really pivotal in my life. I remember when my son was really young and I was changing the structure of my business. I was a therapist. I was before a lot of Zoom and online. So I mostly saw people one-on-one. And I knew I did not want to continue to see clients in the evening because I wanted to be with my family. And I can't tell you, Penny, how many well-meaning people, dear friends of mine, people who loved and cared for me, inundated me with, are you kidding? That is going to be the death of your business. You're not going to have, you have to see clients after work. Like that's, what are you thinking? You know? And I thought, no, I'm going to see clients at lunchtime or when he's at preschool or, you know, and it, it wasn't, this was 20 some 20 years ago. So, you know, it wasn't in the day when, oh yes, I'm seeing people from London. So I can see them at seven in the morning, right? They were coming in person and people one after another, after another told me this is going to be the death of my business. And I just knew in my heart of hearts that not only if I'm doing it in a way that lines up for me, was everything going to thrive? But I also knew there is no way that somebody who's already overworking, probably working 50 hours a week, wants to come to my office at 8 p.m. at night. So I just knew it's going to be better for them anyway to take an hour out of their day. This was before research. Now research absolutely shows that if you take an hour out of your day and go work out, go to, you know, do something for yourself, your the bottom line of your business will increase because your workers, your employees are going to come back. They're going to be richer, fuller. They're going to be more productive. They're going to work better because they've, right? But that was before I just knew it. And of course that happened. Of course, people came to me at whatever hour. They didn't care because they wanted what I had to bring. They wanted the transformation. So when you're asking where do people start, I'm saying I can understand that the next step may seem elusive because the people in your orbit might be saying to you, oh, you can't do that because this is going to happen. So again, I just say, find the people who have already done it 
and stick with those people. I just have a few people and I stick with those people. So go to Penny's website, go to my website, find someone who's doing it in a way where you're going, oh, I want what they have. If you're a mom listening, I have a book. I wrote a book called The Motherhood Evolution, all about how to raise your child in this environment. If you're an entrepreneur, go to my website, go to Penny's website. There's there, just find someone doesn't have to be us. Find someone where your heart is saying, oh, I want what they have. I like the way they're able to do it and learn from them. Again, immerse yourself in their energy until it sparks, lights up yeah. in your own. You know, I have people who think I'm crazy because it's summer winding down, like literally today. <laughs> Summer's winding down. But it was so hot in August. I mean, it was over a hundred plus degrees as soon as it cooled down. Some afternoons I take a two or three hour break by the pool just to be outside because this time of year, it feels nourishing to me. Yeah. And I mean, if we're in a job and we're punching a clock, it's not necessarily easy, but if you're running your own business, listen to what she shared Instead of sitting there and thinking, oh my God, I have to get this done. If your soul is calling for you to go outside and take a break, maybe to dance a little bit, sing a little bit, call up a friend, have a coffee, a tea, whatever, do that. I guarantee you will be so much more productive when you come back refreshed and you will get more done in less time and you're not in all of that push 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 masculine uh energy now your son is off to college now so how is this transitioning for you because you're going into a new phase of your business a new phase of your identity a new phase of your life yes and i want to echo what you're saying first and foremost for everyone listening i think part of the courage is to be willing to be the first person in your circle so when Will was young and I was restructuring my business not to work in the evenings, I had to find the courage to be the first person to do that. And, and I remember when he was young also, um, and we'd have play dates and we didn't do very much media in our house. And 20 something years ago, you know, it's hip and cool to not do media now, but right. 20 years ago, people thought I was just wacky. And having some of the conversations with the moms used to make me really nervous. You know, well, when your son comes over, your child comes over, we don't really do media. Are you cool? Like we go in the backyard and we're, we're going to dig ditches and, you know, and I, it, it made me nervous to be the first mom to go, we don't do media. We're going to be in the backyard. I'm going to be spraying your kid down, you know, bring extra clothes. But inevitably what I found was then then the other mom was going, I want that too. I don't want my kid in front of a square, you know, watching a program, watching a movie with their friends. Like I want them. So it's, I'm, I'm just offering, have the courage to be the first person. So now you're asking, you know, my son is in college and um, I am in a new phase and I'm finding the same courage to be the first person to do exactly what you're saying. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, a louder and louder spokesperson now for doing less and being more productive. 
really crafting and curating a life that works for me and see the exponential financial I mean, my, my, and you can attest to this because you've been a big support and and assistance of this, um, working with you is that my business is skyrocketing and it's exponentially expanding. And it's because I'm traveling more. I'm taking more time. My husband and I are celebrating, you know, 25 years together tomorrow. I'm really following what's important to my heart. That might be different than other people and other people are in different chapters. If you have, you know, two toddlers running around, you're in a different chapter for your business, but the practice stays the same. The practice when my son was three or now that he's in college is the same. It's following inside of me what nourishes me and having the courage to know that if I am well nourished, if I am well fed from the inside out, how could the universe not the it is it is a a universal principle that our outer life is a reflection of our inner consciousness so if i am well fed and well nourished inside and i i am living this life where i'm focused on my being and i am feeling that sense of abundance inside and connection inside it cannot not manifest in my outer life but where we get tripped up sometimes is that we are so taught in this culture that it needs to just happen immediately and we're looking like you were saying earlier for the big giant well why am i not making six figures now in in a week you know we're just taught that immediate gratification and when you're true to your own soul's calling heart's calling way of being what lights you up what is true for you like you were saying taking a nap in the middle of the day i wanted to i i wanted to go color with my son when he was little so i would take that hour and color and i was more productive for the rest of the day so it's being the first person and you will see your finance exponentially expand you will see your business exponentially expand you will see your intimacy with the people in your life exponentially deepen you can't not yeah and i think that some people even though they really desire that very much at the same time they're afraid of it because Mm -hmm. it is it is such a change which is where the work i do (laughs) comes in to dismantle those false beliefs and false premises that are underneath the surface. Now, you not only counsel people, you, correct me if I'm wrong, you teach people how to go out and do this for themselves. Um, how does it feel to know that you're having that level of an impact on the world because you also partner with Dr. Shafali. Mm-hmm. You are also uh, are connected with Michael Beckwith. He mm-hmm. is someone that you partnered with on things. I'm that, that's I'm, a legacy. It's mm-hmm. it's huge. 
I'm actually doing a workshop with him, a free masterclass with him the day, October 11th, that your podcast relaunches. Um, yes, it is. I, when you ask, how does it feel? I have such, and what you're saying before, I think I love what you're bringing up because we would be remiss not to say that this, every journey involves dismantling and untangling. So we're not trying to give some shiny version of just go put your feet in the grass and everything will be shiny. It is, that is accurate. And there will be some dismantling involved. There will be some untangling. There will be some come to Jesus moments. At least there have been for me, right? So that's part of it. And that's why I say immerse yourself with people that you really like when you're, when you're dismantling and untangling. And how does it feel for me, why I bring in that untangling and we all have had experiences that we have come through that leave us feeling hurt or leave us with inaccurate belief systems about who we are. We all share that in common. And the other thing that we all share in common is that we want to feel seen and that our lives matter. And deep down within every single one of you listening right now, every single one of us is here on purpose, with a purpose, with a gift, and we all want to give, whether it's being a kinder mom to our kids than we received from our mom, whether whatever it is, there's something inside, we all have these different callings, and how it feels to me to get to be part of it is I get to be part of helping to heal humanity in my own little corner of the world, you know, and to feel that I know unequivocally that everyone listening wants to feel that they matter. And so then to help train another coach how to go out and assist that person to know that they matter is incredible. It's incredible. You said on my podcast, that you wished your big wish for humanity was that everyone on the globe could find 15 minutes to be all together at one time and tap into this loving energy and we would change the world. And so I don't have the power to snap my fingers quite yet and make that happen. But if I train one coach at a time to then go ripple out into their orbits that they can help transform a life. And the way that I teach is very experiential. And so I'm certifying other people in very experiential processes to coach other people. But the real great byproduct is that the coach themselves is then exponentially expanding their life. So even if you never saw a client, you yourself, and I have many people that come to me and they're not interested in coaching. They're interested in just exponentially expanding and transforming their own life. So that's a, that's a definite benefit, but how it feels is very humbling and, um, Yes. Yeah, very humbling. I, I, I agree with that, that it's very humbling because I used to train in hypnosis. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I will going forward, but, you know, even if those students never go on to be a hypnotist, they have a transformational experience. And any one of us, when we have a transformational experience, 
our perception changes, our energy changes in the way that you mentioned when your son was small, when you walked into the room, people immediately knew if it was a good day or it was a bad day. Our energy carries. People feel our can feel our energy before they even see our face. And that has a ripple effect in the world. And I don't know about you, uh, feel free to share. Sometimes I will get an offhand message. They'll say, oh my God, you shared this post in X, Y, Z. I look forward to, you know, whenever you put something out, this was life changing. And it makes me stop and realize because one thing that has been shared to me from my spiritual mentor is that every decision we make impacts the next seven generations. Mm. So if I had chosen this morning to not get out of bed, Mm. to cancel these interviews, if I wanted to be in my self-pity because I was in a bad mood, which I wasn't, I woke up in a great mood today, but just as an example, and then this interview did not happen and it Mm. didn't come out on the 11th, which is the plan. Mm. Look at all of the lives that would not be impacted by this message. So anyone who's listening, I encourage you to go back and and re-listen to this because there's just so much here around choice and possibility and the breadcrumbs. Each and every decision you make has a cascade effect. And when we realize how truly powerful we are Mm -hmm. through every decision we make for ourselves, it, it really brings to bear the effect uh, that we, we have on people. And when we follow what's inside of us, when we tune into that and we're finding ourselves in the middle of our path, whatever that is, it's seismic in my opinion. Yeah. So well said. I think that most everyone I encounter has been taught to undervalue the impact that they might be making. And so anyone listening may be saying, oh, I don't need to do that post today. You know, no one, it's not really going to matter if I do that post today or not, or whatever it is that you may be thinking. And what you're saying is so true. We've been taught to undervalue ourselves and undervalue the importance of that humanity, that connection. And so when you do put out a post and then you get reflection back, you know, I always feel the same way if someone takes the time to write or email or whatever it is that we have been taught to undervalue and you may be thinking, oh, it doesn't matter if I do that post. It doesn't matter if I do X, Y, Z. And you know what? It does matter. It does. Because you And I don't know if you have this experience, but Michael Beckwith and I talk about this all the time, how when you are giving of yourself authentically, it's actually rare that you ever really get back. You, you don't really see what an impact you are making. But if the person out there who's saying, oh, I don't really need to go do that post today, if you could just see the ripple effect that that Penny is talking about, if you could see that, you would not not do that post today. 
because you would see, oh, wow, it's going to affect a mom and the way she is with her son today, or it's going to affect a, a person and the, and the, the um, courageous act they will take with a client today. If you could see it, you would not hold back. Absolutely not. I, I get so overjoyed when I see people coming into their own because that's all I want for people. I want yeah. for people to be happy. So um, where can people connect with you? Where can they find you? Share the podcast and whatever you have coming up. Yeah, the easiest way you just need to know how to spell my name is go to my website, Suzy Lula, S-U-Z-I-L-U-L-A. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. I always have some kind of challenge or something going on on my website, Instagram, also Suzy Lula. And as you mentioned, my new podcast is called Permission to Thrive, of which you have been, um, what what a beautiful conversation we had. I'm getting so much great feedback. So go back everybody and listen to that episode as well. Well, thank you so much for being here. Everyone, all of the links will be in the show notes below this episode. And you're listening to this episode on October 11th. Take a moment, hop over to my Facebook feed. I am live streaming a podcast celebration party. So you will find the link to Zoom. You can hop in the Zoom room with me. I'm going to have some of my past guests hopping in, sharing what they're doing, saying hello. You can connect. We'll be sharing favorite episodes. So once again, everyone, thank you. Have a blessed week and I will see you next time. I hope you can feel my appreciation and gratitude for you, my listener. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast platform. There are a few ways that you can do that. If you're not already on my email list, you can go to pennychason.com forward slash myth and download the Big Mindset Myth PDF. Or you can go to Instagram and follow me at penny.chason. You can connect with me there. I would love to see you there. And of course, you could always head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive review of this episode. I appreciate you and I will see you back here next week.